This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo, here with Graham Williams. Lots to talk about on today's program. iPhones, supposed to be super secure, but uh, apparently there's a company or, or cybersecurity company that says they can unlock any iPhone out there, including the iPhone 10, without having uh, to use the facial recognition or uh, thumbprints. We'll also uh, be looking at our Hot 5 this week. It's all aimed at students, Hot 5 student apps. And uh, we will also get a, a lowdown on what's happening over in Barcelona this week uh, at the Mobile World Com- Congress, where uh, they've announced all the new smartphones that will be coming out this year. Graham, thanks for coming in today. I'm always glad to be here. So uh, lots of interesting uh, news in the uh, app world. Spotify, one of the biggest music subscription apps out there, is filing to go public as it... Uh, discloses its subscriber growth with heavy losses. (laughs) And I mean, Spotify has done a remarkable job of coming up with their actual product, but they're facing a a really difficult bit of competition with Apple Music. Um, We're actually seeing a lot of attrition from Spotify to Apple Music as Apple has rolled this platform out to everybody that's on on an iPhone. Well, it's interesting. Uh, They have over, uh, Spotify anyway, has 71 million paying users around the world as of December 2017. Uh, And that uh, also, when you look at the number of free uh, listeners, that's up at 159 million. Uh, So I believe Apple is sitting at about 36 million paid subscribers. So uh, just a over half of what Spotify has right now, but they are growing like mad. They really are. And that's the thing. I mean, right now, I personally am a subscriber to Apple Music, to Spotify, to Google Music, uh, mostly because of the different features that each one offers. Uh, Spotify, for me, is one of these platforms that they've done a really great job in two things. One, their playlists, which you can create and share amongst different users. So I've got some shared playlists with some of my friends that are just for uh, just for us. Uh, you can follow other people to, to listen to the things that they're listening to. And their Discover Weekly, I think, is probably one of the best services out there. But Apple is coming right up behind them with the new music mix, which I've actually found over the course of the last two or three months to be rivaling Spotify for helping me find new music that I really enjoy. Looking at the numbers uh, they uh, released, uh, they did revenue last year of about $5 billion U.S., with a net loss of $1.5 billion. This is not a profitable business yet. Not yet, but it does look like they've got a good plan, which is why I think they're going to an IPO. Uh, The forecast for this year is relatively positive for Spotify, so I think there could be good things happening here. Uh, Down in the States, this was interesting. Um, Retail uh, is having a hard time in a number of different uh, areas, Um, but this was uh, something I didn't expect. Best Buy. They've got those uh, Best Buy mobile stores. We have them all over Canada, the little stores in the malls that sell uh, cell phones uh, and accessories. Well, down in the U.S., they've got the same thing. They're shutting them all down in the United States. 250 of their small mobile stores uh, will be shut down by May 31st. This is uh, this is kind of sad. I mean, this is a brand that's very close to my heart. I used to write the Best Buy Mobile magazine here in Canada, and they shut that down a few years ago. Um, it's surprising that they're shutting it down in the States, but not in Canada. But when you think about it, the market here in Canada, there's quite a bit less competition. The profit in this industry is actually quite a bit higher here in Canada. And that's something that's born on the back of individual cell subscribers. There must be. That's why they're keeping the Canadian ones open, right? <laughs> there's, there's money in them, there are hills. And that's, that's one of the reasons I think why Best Buy Canada uh, has Best Buy Mobile here. Well, down in the U.S., uh, the mobile stores only accounted for a little over 1% of the company's overall, overall revenue. Uh, so I guess they're not really going to miss that much of it. And they say that, uh, uh, most of these stores are within three miles, uh, of, uh, you know, one of the larger, 
uh, big box Best Buy stores that have you know mobile centers in them. So that's it. Instead of going to a Best Buy mobile, you just go to a Best Buy in the States and get your phone there. So no great loss, I guess. I think we've all been uh, following uh, the news down in the U.S. Uh, with uh, the NRA and all these companies that have been boycotting them. Uh, you know, a lot of the airlines like Delta, uh, a lot of the car rental companies uh, as well. Uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, companies like Walmart and Dick's Sporting Goods uh, banning the sale of assault-style uh, rifles, uh, raising the age to buy guns up to 21 years uh, of age. So uh, corporate America seems to be doing a lot better than the government is right now. But, you know, looking uh, online now to some of the uh, the smart TV boxes uh, like Apple, Amazon, and even uh, Roku, they've got NRA channels that you can download on these boxes. And a lot of... Uh, uh, users are basically pushing these platforms to ban the NRA channel, but they won't. Yeah, and it, I mean, this is something that it comes down to the actual corporations. So Apple, Amazon, uh, Google looking at this and deciding whether or not they want to listen to one part of their audience or another. I mean, obviously, there have been a number of groups out there that have looked at this and said, you know, we're no longer going to engage with the NRA uh, and there, there've been a lot of, you know, shouts and screams about free speech and whatnot. Uh, free speech obviously applies to the government and not to private corporate entities. So I think that the campaign against, uh, the NRA has actually been very successful in convincing private corporate entities to take action in favor of the way of a lot of users. Um, this one's kind of interesting. I mean, Apple, Amazon, Google, they neither endorse nor you know, don't endorse these things by having this channel there, but by proxy, by allowing a voice for this group on that platform, a lot of people see this as a, a tacit endorsement. So it really comes down to it. You know, if you're Apple, if you're Google, if you're uh, Amazon, do you necessarily want to be seen as in line with the NRA or do you want to take the step of saying, you know what, we're not going to have this channel on any longer? I'm curious to see how this one plays out. What do you think is going to happen? If I had to put good money on it, I think we're probably going to see these channels pulled within the next two or three weeks. But is it a freedom of speech thing? It's a freedom of speech thing. Um, no, it's not. Because again, freedom of speech applies to ensuring that your speech is protected in a public space. But Apple TV, Amazon Fire, and Google's YouTube, they're not public spaces. This is not something that uh, the government controls. It's not you know outside uh, where you, you're free to speak your mind. These are channels that private corporations own, and they have a right to say whether or not uh, people have a platform there. Uh, I mean, if you're Apple, if you're Amazon, if you're Google, maybe you want to seem like you are supporting all of the speech out there, but we've actually seen that um, all of these groups have taken a stand against hate speech uh, and terminated a number of channels in the last two or three weeks. So this would not be unusual. Let's switch gears now and switch over to our iPhone tip of the week. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do you got, Graham? So this week's iPhone tip of the week goes out to everyone who has a Fitbit device who might also want to use the Apple Health app. Now, I recently bought my parents an Apple Watch each to replace their aging Fitbits, uh, but they still like to use their Fitbit Aria scale. The problem is that Fitbit still doesn't sync to Apple Health natively. So using both devices would mean using both apps and having to keep track of their stats in two different places. So the solution is SyncSolver. It's an app that connects your Fitbit account, uh, connects to it daily, and logs the data that you've recorded in that into Apple Health. It just basically brings the data over. Uh, so that sells for about $3.29, and it syncs automatically after you log into your Fitbit account through the app. It's a seamless way to get your Fitbit data into Apple Health with no extra steps. So that's this week's iOS tip of the week, using SyncSolver to sync your Fitbit data with Apple Health. When we come back from the break, still more uh, apps to talk about, including our Facebook tip of the week and uh, also what's uh, happening with the new Samsung Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus just announced in Spain this 
this uh, past few days. We'll give you the lowdown on all the new specs on those. Listening to the App Show with Mike and Graham back after this. Still lots more to talk about here on the App Show today. You're listening to uh, Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Uh, of course, later on, the Hot 5. Hot 5 student apps uh, this week. And uh, we also will be talking about an Israeli security company that claims that they can unlock any iPhone without uh, fingerprints or uh, face scans. But uh, before we uh, go there, let's find out uh, what happened over at the World, the Mobile World Congress. It's a, a show that happens every year in Spain, Barcelona, Spain, where they uh, highlight all the latest and greatest uh, smartphones coming out for the year. On the line to uh, give us all the latest rundowns of the Mobile World Congress that uh, just happened uh, last week, we've uh, got our friend Alex Coop from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us. Oh, hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. So I, I guess one of the big uh, highlights, uh, Samsung uh, announced their latest flagship uh, smartphones, uh, the Galaxy S9 and the S9 Plus. Uh, are these a big deal? Should we get excited? Well, no. <laughs> I guess they're still very they're great phones, and, and Samsung has uh, certainly raised the bar very high over the years. And aside from their um, exploding battery situations, which they've, they've kind of walked away from um, and uh, almost unscathed, uh, it seems. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, their, their sort of resume is great, and, and the, uh, the S9 is just a, a very it's an excellent iteration of what they've uh, been building uh, already. So um, it really doesn't offer anything new. But, um, I mean, its, it's camera system is, is, I think, unmatched compared to some of the other phones out there. Um, super slow-mo recording, and the, the, the screen is much bigger. So it's just a solid phone that really doesn't add a whole lot from, from last year or the year before. Um, but if you're looking for the best, that is probably still the number one uh, phone, and it's it's according to um, the the numbers uh, across the world, it is selling uh, the best. So if if you want to go by those figures as well, then then Samsung is the way to go. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, smartphone uh, wars uh, very uh, heated. Um, you know, I read through the specs in that. Uh, it, it seems they were trying to make a big deal out of the camera. You talked about the slow-mo recording. Um, it's better in low lights. Uh, is is that the, I, I guess, what uh, these smartphone manufacturers are really going for now, to, you know, have the best camera out there? Is that what's driving the sales? It's it's one of the more popular uh, aspects of a phone to, to improve upon uh, and also... also um, Tying into the camera is is augmented reality. So uh, AR functions are are becoming increasingly popular uh, among developers, and that technology is certainly a big part of the the camera function. Uh, I guess the one blip against the Samsung uh, the the S9 is the the AR emoji uh, function, which is sort of uh, a response to Apple's uh, uh, and emoji uh, functions, and I, I've seen a couple screenshots and, and some some chatter around that, and, and the AR emoji kind of produces some pretty ugly um, uh, avatars. But uh, <laughs> beyond that, um, uh, the the S9 is is a great phone, and uh, the the camera itself is terrific. And I'm sure the AR functions will just improve uh, as time goes on. Um, but yes, yeah, to to kind of go back to your question, the the camera is certainly the um, a huge aspect of a phone, and it's you know it's it does so much not just 
taking selfies, but it records video, and it's a huge part of all social media platforms. Um, and with the introduction and enhancements in AR, uh, augmented reality, the, the camera is just going to become even more important. Well, there's some other highlights uh, from the Mobile World Congress uh, that uh, caught your eye. Yeah, there were there's there's a couple. Um, uh, I guess the highlight or, or perhaps a low light is the ongoing uh, phase out of of uh, headphone jacks. A lot of the phones that were introduced, uh, including Sony um, and and of course um, S9, but there's several. Uh, sorry that. Uh, are missing headphone jacks, and, and obviously the iPhone has been uh, doing that for more than a year now. So it's a little disappointing to see the, the headphone jacks uh, slowly being phased out. It's it's something that it seems like developers and, and cell phone companies are uh, seem to think that that's just the way to go. Um, uh, obviously, they're filling that gap with Bluetooth headphones and, and wireless headphones, which are you know the the only way around that right now. But I think that's uh, I think it's kind of too early for headphone jacks to, to bite the dust. Um, another interesting thing was Nokia bringing back its banana phones, so anyone who uh, <laughs> has, has seen The Matrix uh, will know exactly what we're talking about. Those uh, those wonderful, retro-looking Nokia uh, slider phones, uh, they are making a comeback uh, this year, and they were shown off at the, at the event. And they look wonderful. They come in yellow and black, and they have some uh, they have some smartphone capabilities. You can download some apps on it, um, but um, it just looks really cool. And and it's kind of it's not the only thing that's keeping Nokia in the game. They actually produce some very strong smartphones themselves uh, that are doing well. But but they also put a lot of genuine passion, it seems, into some of these classic classic phones. Uh, <clears throat> such as uh, such as the the new banana phone that's come out, so that was kind of neat to see, um, and th- those those are some of the. I think I think kind of Nokia has uh, banana phone has has sort of taken uh, um, a lot of people's breath away. I think people enjoy that because, um, and you know, to be frank, uh, cell phone sales are smartphone sales in general are declining all over the world, and and that's kind of happened for the first time this year, um, so. It's it's you know there's a lot of buzz around you know these these events but but uh, it, the reality is that cell phone sales are declining and people are noticing that um, the 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 upgrades to the phones are slowing down dramatically so um, it's going to be interesting to see how companies uh, get people excited about smartphones again uh, in the years to come uh, you know 5G wireless networks and uh, um, you know, software upgrades are going to be a big part of that. Um, but in terms of the physical product, um, the 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 excitement around that is is slowly kind of dwindling, I think. But uh, it was still a great event, and and there were some some great phones to uh, to, to see there. So uh, it was uh, it was it was interesting. Yeah. It's uh yeah you you made an interesting observation there. Uh, hardware sales are declining. Uh, you know I even look at Apple and you know the the latest uh, quarterly results. Uh, you know investors were all over them because you know hardware sales aren't where they wanted them to be. But um, you know I, I think if you look at companies like Apple, uh, they've been really developing their ecosystem. Uh, you know like with Apple Music and you know iCloud and iTunes and everything. Um, that's probably where the money's going to be in the future if uh, these companies aren't uh, driving. You Yearly upgrades, really? Oh, exactly. And yeah, the the phone, the cell phone, the smartphone is just one part of their 
uh, of where they get their money from, and and Apple is actually making strides into the it's it's even making strides into the healthcare industry. It's it's looking to open health clinics for its employees and and their families. So uh, they're they're looking to 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 open up and and tap into all kinds of markets now. So the the cell phone upgrades um, or the lack thereof that that's not necessarily too surprising, but they they have. Uh, Plenty of other ideas and, and ways to to make money. So uh, you're, you're right; it's um, it, they're they're going to be all over the place. Talking with Alex Coop from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, not a problem. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, switch gears and uh, get some social media love. Graham, you've got our Facebook tip of the week. What do we got? So this week's Facebook tip of the week is for all of you out there who love to send messages in Facebook Messenger. This week, we're learning how to remix an image. So when you receive a picture in Messenger, long press on it on Android or use 3D Touch on iOS to open the picture directly. In the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see a, a pencil icon. Tap on that, and you'll get started with your remix. This will open up a toolbox of things you can do to the picture, including markers to write on it, a text tool to add captions, and other image editing stuff. Remix away, and when you're ready, tap on the paper plane icon to send the image back. It's a fun way to play with the pictures right on your phone. So that's this week's Facebook Tip of the Week, remixing images in Messenger. Thanks, Graham. Still lots more to talk about here on the App Show. Uh, when we come back, we will uh, be looking at our Hot 5. This week, Hot 5 student apps. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams today. We still have lots more to talk about on the program including what's uh, streaming this week on Netflix Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. A lot of uh, great new uh, shows and movies, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll also be giving you uh, our new segment, Fitness App of the Week. Graham's got uh, a very cool one. Uh, but right now, one of my favorite segments. The Weekly App Hot 5. This week, Graham, it's uh, the Hot 5 Apps Student Edition. Cool, eh? Yeah, so we're basically taking a look at apps that if you are a student, and who isn't really a student of life, but if you're a student out there, these are apps that can help you in uh, in your studies, in collaborating with others, and getting more done. I had my daughter Ava help me with this one. And she's a student. She's a student. Ta-da. Number five on the Hot Five this week, student edition, Google Docs. One of your favorites. I absolutely love Google Docs. If you haven't used Google Docs in the past, it is probably the best suite out there for online collaboration. So it's not the best word processor. And it's not the best spreadsheet, but when you factor in the ability to connect with other people and work on a document at the same time, this is probably one of the most convenient ways to do this. Now, Office is starting to catch up with Office 365, but this will let you create and edit documents that are built in Microsoft Office. It will let you output as PDF, and you obviously, again, can work at the same time. One of the new features that they've added over the last few years is the ability to work offline. So you can basically tag this document on your iPad or your phone and continue to work on it even when you don't have a connection. I found this extremely uh, useful earlier this week when I was on a plane and obviously had no, uh, no Wi-Fi and was able to work on a document and then upload the changes when I got back. We're talking about the Hot 5 apps this week. This uh, week it's student edition number four, the Grammarly Keyboard. Grammarly is absolutely fantastic. So this is a keyboard that you will install onto your uh, your phone or your uh, device that helps check your grammar for mistakes in every sentence that you write. So if you've ever been online and you've absolutely cringed at what someone has written, Grammarly is the thing that will prevent you being the victim of that particular feeling. Uh, it's easy to use. You install it as a keyboard, set it up as your uh, as your default or as an option, and write from there. Hot five apps this week, student edition number three, Study Blue. 
Study Blue is kind of cool because this is a digital flashcard. Now, if you go back to the days of the original Macintosh, people might remember HyperCard as a very cool app that you could build into uh, as use as a flashcard app as well. Uh, this is a study guide, much like that. So essentially, you can set up your topic, uh, you can uh, set up the answers, and go through and create these flashcards so you can quiz yourself, track your progress, and set some study reminders. Number two uh, this week on the Hot 5 Student Edition is the class timetable. This is kind of cool. It's an app to keep up with your busy high school or university schedule. It's an easy-to-use app that keeps track of when classes are, uh, even includes things like meetings or or lectures. Class timetable even has a built-in task list so you can keep a reminder on assignments that need to be finished. Remember back in the day, you just had to remember. <laughs> I had the paper timetable that I always lost, so that was that was kind of a handy thing for me. They never taught us uh, time management when I was a kid. Really? They teach that in school now. Like you actually have to have a planner and everything. Hmm. But back in my day, no, <laughs> just get your homework done. Nice. We're talking about the Hot Five uh, apps this week for students. Our student edition number one. This is cool. Office Lens. Now, I've actually used this in the past for things outside of uh, the school environment. This is a great way to take pictures and store images that are on whiteboards. We use whiteboards a lot at work and being able to get a quick uh, image of that concept as you've been working on it and then take that and work from it is incredibly handy. So this will uh, take that shot of the white of the whiteboard. It'll trim it uh, so you basically just see the content, enhance it with a little bit of contrast and makes it uh, far more readable. So you can basically capture this stuff and then uh, turn it into a document that you can use later. That was the Hot 5 this week, student edition. Uh, question, Graham, I know you actually teach social media uh, out at UBC. What are the students using? Are they using Google Docs or Office 365? Uh, to be honest, it's actually a fairly decent blend of both. I actually even have some, some students that use uh, Apple's Pages. Uh, so oh, yeah, like... Yeah, that makes sense. So all of this stuff is submitted to me through a a learning management system called Moodle. And in some cases, I'll get the original document. In the case of Google Docs, I tend to get the link uh, where it's been shared with me. So it's actually a fairly equal distribution across the board there. Does that get confusing for you, though, like having like all these different formats and links? It can be from time to time. I I started to ask for some uh, documents to be submitted just straight as PDF, which you can generate in all of those platforms. And it kind of standardizes it and makes sure that the formatting goes through. The one thing that I find challenging with... um, uh, Office 365 documents is if someone uses a font, it doesn't get embedded in the document if they save it, whereas with a PDF, it does. So it makes it quite a bit easier for me to see their original vision when they submit an assignment. Well, let's have some fun now. Graham, you've got a game app of the week. Yeah, my game app of this week. Now, uh, you've heard about augmented reality. And yes. uh, we were seeing a lot of AR uh, in uh, the new iPhones. And actually, Google just released an update to AR Kit, which uh, enabled AR, so augmented reality, on over 100 million smartphones on Android. So this is now going to be a big thing this year. So this week's uh, game of the week is actually Playground AR. So it's a physics sandbox for mobile augmented reality and puts things like uh, like building blocks and trucks essentially on screen that you can kind of flick around the area and play with uh, and seeing how these augmented reality pieces interact with uh, with your environment in a very simple, non-threatening way. Um, it's kind of fun for adults and for kids to play with. Um, and also lets you see what AR looks like, especially if you're thinking about making an app with AR, you can kind of see how things work there. So that is uh, Playground AR, and it is available for Android and iOS. Thanks, Graham. When we come back from the break, it's streaming time. We'll uh, find out what's happening on Netflix and Amazon Prime uh, Video. And uh, we've got a fitness app of the week as well. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Uh, before we get to what's streaming this week on Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, Graham, you have a fitness app for us. 
Yes, I do. So the fitness app this week is called Streaks. And Streaks is kind of a fun app because it's an app that if you've ever felt intimidated by workout plans, this is the great one for you. Um, it essentially breaks your workouts into these tiny little bite-sized chunks starting from as little as six minutes and uh, helps you get your daily exercise in. So this app has 30 equipment-free exercises with four different workout lengths, six minutes, 12 minutes, 18 minutes, or 30 minutes. You can create your own custom workouts and it will give you some tips on how to refine your technique. Uh, it saves everything to the Apple Health app, um, which I think is a really cool feature, and it sells for $5.49. So this week, that's this week's fitness app of the week, uh, Streaks Workout. And so, sorry, this works with the Apple Watch? It does work with the Apple Watch, and it works with Apple Health, kind of ties all together. What about other uh, fitness trackers? Uh, other fitness trackers, it would work with that, uh, so it would tie into your Fitbit with, we mentioned Sync Solver. Yes. Um, there's actually a reverse Sync Solver, which will sync stuff from Apple Health to Fitbit, so you could do that as well. <laughs> reverse I love it. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, find out what's happening uh, in the streaming world. Streaming this week. So many shows uh, coming out on uh, Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. An interesting fact, uh, Amazon is uh, poised to release over 800 original TV shows and movies in 2018 alone, spending, I think, upwards of $5 billion. So, there's uh, no end to the uh, the content uh, on these uh, these streaming platforms uh, coming out. Let's uh, start off uh, with uh, Netflix. Uh, coming up this week, the Joel McHale Show with Joel McHale. When the news goes from bad to worse, when anger and hatred are on the rise, the world needs a hero, someone brave enough to point and laugh. And I can do them both. At the same time, Joel McHale. Uh, Joe McHale. Uh, for uh, those uh, who like him, uh, was uh, one of the uh, lead actors on uh, the Community uh, TV series uh, with Donald Glover, uh, Chevy Chase, uh, and uh, others. Uh, he's got his own uh, kind of uh, pop culture news show. Uh, used to have something called The Soup, uh, but now he's got this new show on Netflix, which is uh, very similar. Half-hour uh, program, uh, and he makes fun of. Uh, all the latest pop culture references. So kind of a fun, uh, light uh, program. Also Netflix this week, Marvel's Jessica Jones Season 2. My whole family was killed in a car accident. Someone did horrific experiments on me. This is uh, a a great program. Uh, And if you haven't uh, checked out uh, Season 1 or 2, both are available uh, on Netflix right now. Netflix also this week, Collateral. Can we just think this thing through? Let me know if I'm going too fast for you. (laughs) Why would anyone kill a pizza delivery man? And how could a gunman know who he was going to kill? It doesn't make any sense. That's very good. You got your speech ready for the superintendent. Again, Collateral from Netflix, a a crime thriller, British, fantastic program as well. If you've uh, been following Love on Netflix, they are now launching season three, so you can binge watch that. So there's this guy that I like. (laughs) How old are you? Do I seem like I'm 12 years old right now? You're like a 40-year-old, 12-year-old. This is uh, a great uh, romantic uh, comedy, and uh, again, uh, they're up to season three. All three seasons available uh, on Netflix. Heading over to uh, Amazon, uh, we've got The Nut Job 2, a great uh, family animated uh, movie. Look at all of you, lazy and spoiled and fat. Take it easy, Andy. It's not like The Nut Job's going to explode. Oh, no! 
The peanut butter was in there! So this is, uh, again, a fun animated uh, movie uh, available on Amazon Prime Video uh, with uh, Will Arnett, uh, one of the main voice uh, actors uh, on it. Do you remember Power Rangers? Well, it's uh, Morphin Time. Uh, This is the Power Rangers 2017 movie, again, on Amazon Prime. The answer to what is happening to you is here. You five are the Power Rangers. Did I just hear you say we're Power Rangers? Is this some kind of joke? We're talking to a wall. I was kind of expecting a little more. (laughs) This is actually pretty cool. Uh, You know, if you remember the Power Rangers uh, TV series... uh, it was it was fun, kind of aimed at kids, a little, little cheesy sometimes, uh, but uh, they've really amped it up here for the movie. The uh, uh, the special effects uh, are uh, pretty good, and uh, I think even parents uh, might uh, somewhat in, enjoy it. Also uh, on Amazon Prime Video, the remix. It's the music battle. Come on, go, go! Woo! That's become a worldwide phenomenon. Wait, what? I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. I'm blown away. By pairing DJs and singers. I was enjoying every bit of both of you because the chemistry was amazing. To create the ultimate remixes. We are super excited. If you are into uh, Asian music, Bollywood, uh, this is a uh, a reality show that, uh, like they said, uh, pairs up uh, DJs with uh, singers to to mix it all together. And it's actually a lot of fun, so you've got to uh, check that out. Also, uh, on... Amazon, we've got The Tunnel, Season 2. We're losing speed. Mayday, mayday, mayday. You think the plane was hacked? What if they can do it to other planes? We have to show them we can't be pushed about. Our next sections will make things clearer. Oh, my God. The uh, international uh, hit, The Tunnel, now in Season 2. Uh, this time, uh, it pairs the, uh, the two uh, detectives, uh, Trail Ellis and Carl, as they investigate the abduction of a French couple from the Eurotunnel uh, and leaving behind their young daughter. And uh, apparently complicated by a plane crash uh, in the channel, killing everyone on board. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk to Igor Bonifacic from Mobile Syrup about a company in Israel that claims they can unlock any iPhone without using uh, fingerprints or face recognition. You're listening to The App Show. Back after this. Long thought uh, to be unhackable. Uh, it looks like a uh, an Israeli firm is claiming now that uh, they can unlock pretty well every iPhone. On the line, we've uh, got our friend Igor Bonifacic from Mobile Syrup. Thanks for joining us, Igor. Always a pleasure. Uh, this is interesting uh, because Apple, time and time again, uh, you know, has basically stated, uh, you know, it's virtually impossible to, you know, hack in and unlock uh, their iPhones. Uh, you know, either you know, without a, a fingerprint or uh, a face scan, depending on what phone you have. But there's an Israeli cybersecurity firm uh, that uh, says they can do this. Is is this true? Yeah. So I mean, it's interesting because we, I, you know, it's hard for me to say it's true in the sense that, like, I've never been in a situation where uh, the RCMP has had reason to take my iPhone and has unlocked it. Not yet. Um, not yet. Yeah. Who knows what hap- might happen tomorrow? Yeah. Um, but you know, so Celebrite they claim they can um, they can unlock every single uh, version of iOS up to eleven point point eight, I believe. Um, and that's interesting in the sense that Apple just released iOS eleven point three, which was supposed to fix a major vulnerability in iOS. And so, 
case you have an iPhone and you haven't updated yet, I would suggest you do um, because as with, you know, if this, uh, if this exists in iOS, um, it's one thing for a company like them to have access to it. The issue is when, like, they don't tell it to the world and then someone else figures it out who might not use it for, like, something like law enforcement to then gain access to your phone. Um, so, anyway, long-winded way of story, uh, or long-winded way of saying I'm not sure, but I, it's still a cause for concern. Yeah, the company's name is uh, Celebrite. Uh, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, so not only do they say they can unlock uh, most Apple uh, iOS devices, uh, but also uh, pretty well all Android devices uh, as well. So I'm sure law enforcement is excited about this. But to your point, if they can do it, uh, there, I'm sure other hackers are trying to figure this out now as well. Yeah, and that's you know that's kind of a long-standing issue in the community. Um, is these kind of called like I believe they're called zero-day um, hacks, and I'm sure there'll be a cybersecurity expert calling you to correct me. <laughs> uh, but you know, so it's when these kind of vulnerabilities exist, and then a party doesn't disclose it to the manufacturer so that it can be fixed, right? Uh, in the sense that these, like, they kind of by not disclosing these uh, vulnerabilities to Apple, you're kind of putting everyone else in danger, right? So while it's great that, you know, uh, law enforcement, if they do need to unlock an iPhone to gain, uh, to gain an evidence, they have this avenue, but then it kind of puts everyone else at risk. Uh, so it's, it's like a really gray area that I think we haven't, you know, our governments haven't really addressed yet because, it's tough, first of all, right? But yeah. also, they, you know, they need access or they want access to these uh, phones if one of these kind of like high-profile terrorist case comes up or something. Well, uh, we'll just have to wait and see uh, what happens in the uh, the following weeks here, and if Apple, uh, you know, can create a uh, an update that uh, would uh, thwart this. Uh, thanks for joining us, Igor. Thanks for having me. That was Igor Bonifacic from MobileSyrup.com. That's all the time we have left for the App Show. Don't forget to visit our website at AppShowRadio.com and uh, also listen to our sister radio program, Get Connected, every Saturday here on CKNW 980 at 10 a.m. This is Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.